Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Tay Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we are in the heat of the first round of the NBA playoffs. We have a lot of takes coming out to the world. We have a lot of good basketball that's been played. The Denver Nuggets, especially last night against the Portland Trailblazers. we got an even series there. But BJ, first and foremost, how are you feeling about the start of the playoffs so far? Well, you know, it's great from this viewpoint, Tate. That the playoffs are, you know, they're they're going back. It's resembling basketball that I actually recognize. Basketball in the bubble, I didn't recognize it. You know, guys were shooting from three, from distance with incredible accuracy. I didn't know who the home team was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who the visiting team was. You know, you're watching basketball, and I was happy just to get any type of basketball. But thus far... The home teams, for the most part, have held serve. You don't see the ridiculous shooting and, and scoring on the road other than, you know, I'm like Damian Lillard. I don't think that applies to him. I mean, he was incredible last night yep. shooting. But, you know, Denver had a nice bounce back game and they won to even the series 1-1. And you can see the importance of home court advantage. So I think this is beginning to put emphasis back on the regular season because the regular season does matter. Mm -hmm. Even though we've kind of, you know, we, we've kind of lowered the expectations of what the regular season really means. Without question, you have to be able to win on the road to win a championship. But let's not devalue the regular season. And I like the fact that when you play at home, your bench plays better for the most part. The home teams plays better, feels more comfortable in the crowd. And you can see that in the early parts of the playoffs um, as we're beginning here in the first round. And I think the best example of what you're talking about probably so far, at least in my opinion, is the series that is and 2-0 so far. They have won both games, and you know, in both games they've looked to the crowd. And Chris Middleton in Game 1 hit a shot in overtime to get the win over the Miami Heat. It was almost like they got over that mental hurdle that the Heat had had over them that we saw in the bubble last year. And then in Game 2, they dominate last night, and the crowd was going. Bryn Forbes, a bench player, has 22 off the bench and, and had a great game for them. So that for, that was familiar, but also, BJ, I think it was a great sign for the Giannis Antetokounmpo that we expected him to be in the playoffs this year. He he wanted to get over some of those demons, and I think so far he's showing that. So I, I, I'm excited at what I've seen so far from the Bucks. Well, yeah, you know, we, 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 we talk about demons and... <laughs> Listen, the guy was hurt last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was hurt. Right. He, he, you know, he was hurt. And, you know, take Brent Forbes. You know, I don't expect him to shoot like that on the road. Mm -hmm. I don't expect him to come out and make four out of five threes in the first quarter. I don't expect that, you know, for Milwaukee Bucks to shoot like that on the road. Is it possible? Absolutely. But I don't expect them to do that. But it was great to see that when you're in the comforts of your home court that you play a little different, the crowd gets into it and you can see the differences, the difference that that makes, you know, most coaches, what they would normally do on the road, they shorten their bench, they're shorten their rotations. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but this is a great start for Milwaukee and Milwaukee is under a lot of pressure right now because of, you know, their record, the last two years, they have the defending back-to-back MVP of the league, defensive player of the year. And we're expecting them to, at the very least, 
get to the conference finals mm-hmm. with this group. Yep. I think you can see the additions of Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker. I think it's added a little something to them. And what it's added is a little grit. They can grind the game out a little bit and they can defend one-on-one. So I think it's been a great addition for this team to add to their toughness along with their ability to shoot threes and the style that they play. And as long as Giannis is healthy, I think this team has an unbelievable chance to get to the NBA finals and possibly win it. They can play. They, they have the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been saying that now for the last couple of years, Giannis is without question, the most impactful player on both ends of the court. And if you can provide him or surround him with key role players, talent, and toughness, it increases your chance chances of winning a championship with his ability, I think, tenfold. And uh, in the first two games, certainly, they've looked uh, they looked very impressive, especially last night. And game. kudos to P.J. Tucker, because I think you said it. He's done a great job individually matching up with a guy like Jimmy Butler and trying to match his toughness. And I think they needed that on the defensive end, especially. And Drew Holiday, they make that big trade for him. A lot of people are saying, was it worth it or not? I mean, plus 37 in that game last night, 15 assists. He had a really solid outing. So, so far, so good for the for the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's talk about a team, uh, the defending champs, where you know a lot of people are are trying to point fingers and see what's going on with LA. But game one, 99-90, the Suns come out. I was really impressed with Devin Booker in his first playoff game. I can't believe that was his first playoff game. He looked real comfortable. DeAndre Ayton, another guy that you and I have been looking at this entire season, he comes out in his first playoff game as twenty one and sixteen. Um, how impressed were you with the Suns, BJ? And what do you expect adjustments-wise uh, from the Lakers as we move forward in this series? Well, when you put everything in its proper pers- you know, perspective, it's one game, and this team has played well all year, mm-hmm. and they played the right to, you know, to have home court advantage uh, throughout most of the playoffs. You know, and the only time it will, this will change is either they get to the, you know, the finals or potentially the conference finals here in the Western Conference against the Utah Jazz. So it's important for them to hold serve, especially with young, inexperienced players. You talked about Devin Booker. You talked about uh, DeAndre Aiden. And both of those players came out and they played very aggressive. And the thing I liked about both of them, the way they came out was they were aggressive. There was no hesitation. They came out swinging. And, you know, I can live with missed shots. I can live with mistakes during the course of the game. But there was no hesitation with about how they played the game. So Devin Booker, you know, he looked like a star. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came out. He looked like Kobe Jr. Yeah. Yeah, he came out. He, he, he was fantastic in, the, in that game. He played the game. He attacked the basket. He made the right reads when he was double teamed. He made tough shots after tough shots. Um, the energy, the effort was there defensively. He Overall, that's one of the better games I've seen him play overall, his full game on both sides of the ball. And DeAndre Ayton, who, you know, you know, Tate, I, I'm a huge fan of the bigs. Mm-hmm. And when DeAndre Ayton plays like that, you know, that, that makes th- that puts this team in a different category. You know, they are a championship caliber team because of his ability to run the court to play vertical basketball, but most importantly, he can do some rim protection because of his size and athletic ability. So, you know, Chris Paul is Chris Paul. I know he's got a little something going on. I don't know if it's a stinger or what have you. I haven't heard what the the, the issue is with his shoulder, but his leadership, his stability on the floor, even if he only has one arm <laughs> or, you know, one healthy shoulder, 
just him being out there on the court gives that Phoenix team a certain amount of calmness. Mm -hmm. And so, but I expect him to figure it out. You know, I, I'm tired of saying every time we get to the playoffs, Chris Paul has an injury. I know. And it, it just seems like, you know, you talk about bad luck, right? I mean, he's just. I mean, the basketball gods, yeah, have not uh, not fared well for him. But you hope that the shoulder gets better. I think they said it was a, a contusion, BJ, like a like okay. a like a bone bruise. But um, so hopefully that heals up sooner rather than later. But I, I do think it's a fascinating matchup, him versus LeBron, because these are the two point guards in the series. So um, they're going to play a chess match back and forth. They're going to have their moments. We we already saw the one big moment at the free throw line where LeBron went down. Luckily, I, I don't think he's actually uh, injured, but that was led to a little bit of a scuffle. Campaign gets ejected from the game. So you, you talked about a familiar level of playoff basketball, BJ. There was some, some confrontation uh, in game one between the defending champs, and we got some drama. So that that showed some playoff basketball, I think, early on. Yeah, you know what I, I, I love watching in the first round is how – no matter what era it is, it always gears up and everyone gets a little tested. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. We, you know, especially us older guys, we complain about everyone's hugging and everyone's <laughs> friends. It's it's amazing how mm -hmm. quickly things turn once the playoffs begin. And as the games ha take on more meaning, the intensity rises and meets to that level. So it's great. I, I, I love it when guys get a little bit testy. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you don't want to see anyone hurt, but... You know, you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with a little shoving, a little trash talking, a little this, <laughs> and then you get back to playing basketball, and you know, it's uh, it's been good to see. I think overall the games have been terrific. The L.A. Laker series is an interesting one. I'm following closely. You and I being out here in L.A. Mm -hmm. the Clipper game, you know, Luca has. You know, Luca, you know, it's like we keep saying it. Luca does it again. You know, he just yep. you just gotta say this is who, you know, Luca is just a fantastic player. And as great as he is right now, I still see so much room for improvement in his game, uh, especially on the defensive end. So great job by the Dallas Mavericks to get one game, potentially two. And these LA teams right now, you know, it, it says it never rains out here, but I'm telling you, if they lose. <laughs> Both of these teams lose game two. Hey, 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 hey. The, cl uh, the, the, the clouds are, are coming in. They're coming in, mm. you know, if uh, if these teams lose. So um, these are must games for both of our, our dear L.A. teams. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, in Staples Center, they won't be hitting the easy button. It'll be the panic button pretty soon if they're down 0-2. And uh, I do think Luka, you know, he has a little bit of confidence against his team. You know, we saw it in the bubble. He had some big moments uh, and obviously got that to, you know, six games there. And they didn't, you know, have Chris stops. So that was an impressive feat, you know, for a lot of people. You know, you know I want to say something about, about Luka and the Clippers. Luka is a phenomenal offensive player. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it wasn't until George Gervin said this. And I, I heard it as a young player, but I didn't quite understand it until like year two, three, maybe somewhere in there, early in my career. Great offense trumps great defense. <laughs> you know, you can have a good defensive possession, but you can have a better offensive possession and it'll always trump it. Yeah. And then if you're the defender, you just got a tip of the cap. Yeah. You, yeah. 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 You, you know, and whenever I watch the Clippers 
whenever I watch the Clippers and Dallas play, I, it, it, it just appears to me the pride. Because, you know, as a player, you have a lot of pride. And one of the prideful things that every player has, and I wasn't a great defensive player, is you never wanted a double team. If you really wanted to, in my era, if you really wanted to, you know, take a jab at a player, you'd be like, hey, you need a double team tonight? That's like me asking Scottie Pippen or Michael Jordan, hey, are we, are we doubling like Reggie Miller tonight? That that would be as their pride. They were all defensive players. I get that same feeling with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Mm. That neither one of them wants a double team with Luka Doncic. Like, co- co- if you're the coach right now, let's pretend we're the coach. We're, we're Coach Lou. Hey, Kawhi, where do you want the double team to come from with Luka tonight? He's waving that off. Paul George, because Paul George is older than Luka Doncic. You got a young guy, and you're saying, I need a double team mm-hmm. with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I always get that feeling. What J. Cole say? Pride is the devil. Pride is the devil, hey. BJ. At some point here, we have to like say, this guy is a phenomenal offensive player. And I don't care if you play good defense on him. He's going to play better offense. Mm-hmm. So, I still have the Clippers winning the series, but the Clippers are going to need a little help. There's nothing wrong with a little help. Every now and then, you will run up against a great player. You know, you'll see a great offensive player that just requires team defense. <laughs> okay? An Akeem Olajuwon, a Larry Bird, yeah. a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that era. You know, like, it's like we got we all got to work together here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like, <laughs> hey, Kevin Garnett, I know you are the defensive player of the year, but we might need a little attention on Tim Duncan when you play against him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yeah. in case. Yeah. We're going to give you the first crack at it. We're not saying he's going to be hot. We're just saying. We're going to be prepared. I think that's how you have to treat Luka Doncic. I don't think you can guard this guy one on one. He has to have two minimum of two players maybe three (laughs) because he's so strong he'll bump you off i mean he's a big kid yeah he is right i mean and he plays through contact i mean like he he's going to the most guys are getting to the lane to get to the basket as quickly as they can i feel like he's going to the lane looking for a body he's initiating contact yeah yeah he's looking for a body to (laughs) lean on or something you know what i mean like everyone else is trying to block his shot he's just trying to get to your body just like roll you over yeah it's almost like a rhythm uh that he has to yeah Yeah. he he plays the game he he plays the game slow and he's has an odd combination he's not fast but he's really strong you know, he's really strong and he can play through contact. So I just think they have to defend him as a team. Yeah. So that those two guys, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, won't take it personal. Because right now, George Gervin said it best. Okay. My best defense is my offense. <laughs> and right now, <laughs> Luca. Is a great defensive player yeah. because, right, his offense, he can win a game on his offense. Not many players can say that. Mm-hmm. Luka, Luka Doncic is good enough to win a game with his offensive ability. 
because he can put that much pressure on the other team's defense. He is that good, and I'm going to give him my attention and say, okay, I get it. He's not doing this against a matchup that favors him. He's doing this against the best. Against arguably the best. Mm -hmm. And both of those guys are terrific, and Kawhi is phenomenal. He's, what, two-time defensive player of the year? Exactly. So I'm going to give Luka all of his credit. And, and a great win by the And way. let's be honest, if Kawhi has to expend the energy on the defensive end with that one-on-one matchup to really try to stop him one-on-one, that's going to hurt, you know, production on the other end. So, and you need him to have that as well if you're going to keep up with the if Luka's going to drop 35 on you, Kawhi needs to at least have 25-32. So, that that's why it's such a fascinating series to me. I can see um what you're saying and and I hope that they get over that pride and they uh they decide to double Luka. Well, you know, <laughs> If not, you know, Luca is going to get his offensive touches. Mm-hmm. So your choice, because Luca is going to do what Luca does without, without question. So, but we'll see, we'll see the adjustments that the, that the Clippers are going to make. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the one seed in the Western conference, the Utah jazz game one, Donovan Mitchell does not play in this one. Uh, go bear was, you know, a focal point on the offensive end, not necessarily his forte. So they looked a little bit out of sorts. The Memphis Grizzlies came to play. Dylan Brooks had a great game in this one. John Morant, the young point God, uh, had a great game. BJ, what, as you, uh, as the guard guru, what'd you think about John Morant's big win on the road in game one? Well, first of all, take respectfully, I have to disagree with you a little bit. Okay. You said the Utah jazz looked out of sorts. No, they didn't look out of sorts. <laughs> They didn't look out of sorts. No. John Morant just took the game to a place that no one on the Jazz could get to. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've been saying this when they faced the Warriors. I said, this kid, John Morant, is cut a little different. He's cut a little different because he doesn't have to shoot well from three to play well and have an impact on the game. Mm Mm-hmm. John Morant is an exceptional athlete. He can overwhelm you. He can overwhelm you at the basket. He plays bigger than his size. Incredible handle. There isn't a play that the the Memphis Grizzlies coaching staff can draw up and he can't run it. He can get to anywhere on the floor during whatever the game rises. You're talking about speed. This guy's got speed to to burn. He's got got speed for days. Mm -hmm. He's athletic. He's a tough kid. He defends. Now, when I look at the Utah Jazz, I've been saying this for years now. Rudy Gobert is a rim protector. And in today's game, you have to be able to defend screen roll because every team in the league runs it. Every team in the league runs screen roll probably more at any other time in the history of the NBA. That's the go-to play. Mm -hmm. Screen roll. Yep. Rudy Gobert in the playoffs, he will be the target because if there's one thing he can't do well is defend screen roll. And I said it then, and I'm going to say now, I don't care who he played against or who the Utah Jazz played against in the first round, whether it was the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry playing screen roll is a bad matchup. And this kid, John Morant, is he, he's he's worse. Why? <laughs> Because he just has energy. Like he's just coming off like he. I mean, he's just like 
you know, like slow down. Like he <laughs> he runs off my television screen. So sometimes he jumps out of the screen. He runs off. Mm-hmm. He's changing direction. He's finishing left hand, right hand. All I know is I see this hair moving around, but I don't know what's going on. He's moving so fast. John Morant is a major problem because the defensive scheme of the Utah Jazz is really Rudy Gobert. Yep. And now Rudy Gobert, every year in the playoffs, we say this. Last year in the bubble, um, Jamal Murray. Yep. Jamal Murray was phenomenal mm-hmm. because Jamal Murray knew and the the Denver Nuggets knew we can get a shot anytime we want as long as we include Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert had the task of guarding Jokic. Jokic and guarding Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. The, the unsung hero in this series, I've said, all year has been this kid, Valanchunas. Mm-hmm. Valanchunas is a very underrated player because he plays big boy basketball. 15 and 12 in this game. He doesn't mess around with the ball around the basket. He either dunks it or he tries to dunk it. He's got two moves. The one-hand dunk shot and the two-hand dunk shot. He's got two moves. And I love the big fella. The big fella... And you know what? His third move may be an offensive foul because he's going to be, because he plays big boy basketball. And mm-hmm. I respect that. Yep. There's nothing cute about his game. And Rudy Gobert knows that. Rudy Gobert understands that this kid, Valanchunas, as a secondary or third option, wherever you want to put him with this team, can get 15 and 12. Yep. And that's not even counting the kid, Brooks. Who had a sensational game. 31. And you know John Morant is going to be John Morant. Mm-hmm. So Rudy Gobert, when we get to the playoffs, the Utah Jazz are always faced and exploited, which what's one thing they don't do well, which is guard individually well. Because Rudy Gobert is that good. So And and he's their cover. You know what I mean? If you get beat he, off the he, dribble, he, he's there at the rim he, to help you. So and you and, and listen, every team, and you've heard me say this, Tate, over and over. Every team needs a rim protector to be an elite team in the league. Mm-hmm. They have an elite, they have perhaps the best rim protector in the NBA. But also you need to be able to guard on the perimeter in particular against screen roll. And that is the one thing that the Utah Jazz don't do and I don't know how they're going to counter it because I don't see them going small and taking Rudy Gobert off the game. Quinn Snyder is not going to answer the question. Why? Why are you not playing Rudy Gobert? Well, we 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 want to, we you know we want to guard against screen roll. So I think they're going to have to live with this. John Morant is not going to stop. John Morant has all of the things, the in between things that you need. He's got the floater. He's got the runner. He's got the mid range going. And if John Morant is making threes, it's a wrap. Because I don't think there's anything the Utah Jazz can do to counter this let alone stop him because this young man, there isn't a player that can stay in front of John Morant. Mm. There isn't a player. He, he, he's that good. He's, he, he, he reminds me a little bit of Derrick Rose. He can get to places on the floor. He can just get there. Like, here's the play. Just give him and y'all just get out of his way. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, he can, and he's in a terrific passer. He's finishing left hand, right hand. And Lord knows he'll try to finish over the top. Yeah, of I was going to say, yeah, and he wants to throw so, it down on you. So, I mean, it, this is a problem. Mm-hmm. The Utah Jazz, I don't care if Donovan Mitchell comes back. 
Donovan Mitchell has missed about 17 to 18 games. His conditioning is not going to be there. Now, is it great for them and their confidence to have him on the floor? Without question. He's an all-star. But you're talking about timing, rhythm, having to defend and react on an ankle you haven't tested in, what, how many weeks now? Yeah, three, four weeks. So, yeah, yeah so I just think this is a problem. John Morant, he is a problem. He is a problem. You asked the Golden State Warriors. I picked Memphis to win that, win that game because that kid is a problem. He puts so much pressure on your defense. And every coach knows, and people who are, you know, fans of the game know, if you have a guard who can play downhill, that's a problem. He is, guys like him, you're like, oh, gosh. Like, he just he just breaks your defense down at will. And there's nothing you can do about mm-hmm. it. And that's the guard guru right there, BJ Armstrong, letting you know why John Moran is built different. And uh, getting the Derrick Rose uh, comparison means a lot because, I mean, Oof. that's, that that's a different level, and uh, I mean, yeah. I, I I mean, you talk about it though. I mean, he does have every single phase so far. Uh, that burst, that ability to go over the top if he needs to, and just the the composure to find people and and to manage the game, control the game, and be a true point guard. So you know what he you know what he does really. I just real quickly, you know all all the young people who are listening and working on their games and coaching the games. It's very hard to make him give up his dribble. Yes. He doesn't pick up the dribble. Yep. That, that, that is to me, perhaps the most impressive thing about him is, you know, you can, you can like, you know, he's surveying, but he has a live dribble, you know, (laughs) Yeah, you you can force people into uncomfortable positions where they got to pass the ball. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like with, like when Derek was younger, no one could put him in a position where he had to give up his dribble. And I just thought that was like the most amazing thing because you don't see that often. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, okay, well, if we force him this way, we can make him pass the ball. And, you know, you, maybe he can go get the ball back, but at least you can force him into a, an uncomfortable space on the floor. Maybe he has one or two little gaps in his game. John Morant, it's kind of like he's playing at 75 miles an hour and everyone <laughs> else is going about 45. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of really... You know, he's really just surveying the floor, kind of figuring out, okay, where do I have to get to to get to the basket? You know he's going to the basket. He just, <laughs> he's like, where's he's the lane? Like, where's the path? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like mm-hmm. moving around just to get you out of position so he can attack the basket. Mm-hmm. And it's unbelievable to me. Like, he has that level of awareness at this age, you know, and this, you know, quickly in the NBA. He never gives up his dribble. He's constantly surveying. And he's constantly attacking the basket. You know, I, I would think in in, 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 in golf terms, it's kind of like every shot, he's just going at the hole. Mm-hmm. He's just going at the mm-hmm. hole. He's not trying to lay up. He's just going right yeah, at it. Like he, yeah, pin Yeah, he's not like trying to get to the elbow so he can make the pass. No, he's like, every time I got the ball, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to the basket. Mm-hmm. So that puts so much pressure on the defense. They're like, this guy is in the backcourt and you're like, I know he's going to, I know where he's going. I just don't know how to stop him from getting there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and then you, so you're already on your heels because you're waiting for that moment. So then he has you, I mean, right where he wants you, basically. He, yeah. he, he, and he, he, he's constantly probing. He's constantly attacking. And you know what? If I was Rudy Gobert, I would just like, you know what? What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do against this guy? Mm-hmm. And then if you go help, you know, you know, the big fella's there. You know, the big fella's, Big fella's just waiting. He's just, 
he's licking his chops right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's like, throw the lob. <laughs> and you know what he's doing. He's going to have a one-hand dunk or the two-hand dunk. He got his two moves. He got, he, you know what? When I come back in my next life, I'm going to be Valentunas. Yep. You know what? Yep. I got two moves. The one-hand dunk or the two-hand yeah. dunk. That's, you want the one the piece moves, or the two-piece? You, know? you let me know. Two piece. Hey, but you going to take this piece. <laughs> oh, man. It's been fun. I'm excited to keep watching this series. I think Jaw's been great. And also, that was his first playoff game, BJ. I think that, that cannot be stated enough. That was his first playoff game, and that's how he played. So... In the Western Conference, we might against have. the one seed. In the against the one seed, and John Morant. Listen, I said it last year, his rookie year. I said again, what this young man is doing, we we should take notice. Mm -hmm. He's doing this in the Western Conference. He's not playing with like another All Star. This is a young team, and you know we talk about all the other teams in the in the in the Western Conference. We talk about Portland and Denver. Mm -hmm. Lakers and the Clippers, the Warriors, Utah, yeah, yeah, Warriors, yeah. And Phoenix, and da da da, and somehow the Memphis Grizzlies are in the playing, excuse me, in the playing games, and some every year they're right there, and it's all because of this young man, John Morant. So John Morant, he's a star. Mm -hmm. He's a star. Yep. Let's stop acting now like he's a young up and coming. No, he's a star. And he should be treated as such. And this young man right now is one of the elite players in the NBA. He get another all-star beside him. Y'all going to have some problems now in this NBA, provided he can stay healthy. Because he doesn't even shoot the ball well yet. <laughs> yeah. In a league where y'all telling me shooting is, 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 is a premium. Mm -hmm. This is why I love Giannis so much. Giannis don't even shoot the ball well, and he's still the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> and I know every player that comes in this league, at one point, he will learn how to shoot. So I'm not worried about Giannis' shooting or Josh shooting, but what those two players in particular do, you can't teach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What they do, you can't teach. I can teach someone to shoot, <laughs> but I can't teach someone to do what they do. And... They got they they both play the game with passion and a heart and a love for the game. You can't teach it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's either you got it or you don't. So, you know, Jaws here. He's arrived. He's a star. And don't be surprised if the if the Memphis Grizzlies win this series. Don't be surprised mm. because you can't allow great players to be great. And I haven't seen anyone stop John ja Morant yet from doing what John ja Morant does. Yeah. Yeah, I will say if the if the Grizzlies do get this win, they will have Vernon Maxwell, Mad Max, all the way on their side. Uh, if Utah goes out in the first round, so <laughs> shout out to Mad, Mad Max. Get Mad Max show. is going to be going crazy wait, wait, wait. if that can happens. Can we get Mad Max on the show, Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Midas, can you make that happen? We got to get Mad Max. You know what? I played with Mad Max. Mad Max and I was were roommates one year. And when I tell you, he was one of the most fun. Mad, it's two people that are like, just like when you say the word fun, they just popped <laughs> in my mind. Mad Max. I mean, it was never a dull moment. You know what I mean? It was like, I mean, the guy had stories for days. I mean, Max was just like, I've never seen someone with that level of energy, first of all. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Matt, Max. I, I, I love the guy. Like, I, I had so much fun. We were roommates. One summer for USA basketball, 
and he he's the best. I mean, he's just the best. I mean, I love it. And then we played together in Charlotte. Yeah, great, great times. And and I just I I I love Matt. I I I don't you know there's he just makes me laugh. He got stories. He's always got something going on. And it, and and you know like how does he do this? Like the guy can just function on like no sleep. Yeah, and I, I doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I I love I love Max, and then the second guy is Pooh Richardson. Ooh, you know, I could still hear knock knock, and he would always answer, "Pooh's there." <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I can just he just he's, those are those are like my when I when I just want to uh, laugh or think about Pooh Richardson, and if if I could just be roommates with two guys, it would be Pooh Richardson. Mm. And Bernie and Maxwell, those guys—they're they're just two of the funniest people I know. And uh, I don't know how we got here, but uh, uh, well, can we get Mad well, Max on the I was show? Good. Max got to come on Ma- the show. We, Max we tweeted about the Utah Jazz. He has a very uh, you know torturous relationship with the Jazz. He he thinks that they are shit on his shoe, and uh, he is hilarious. He also said he wants to work in the front office with the Rockets. He wants to help out. So I think. Well, can he come on the show and that's talk what about I'm saying. that? We should have him on the show and have him pitch why he should help the Rockets. Because I feel like the the Rockets yeah. need him. Now more than ever. So uh, let's get Mad Max. I want to see Mad Max. I want to see Mad Max. You know, having to dish out a fine to a player. Yes. And how how that? <laughs> yes. Please. Let's film the whole thing. Let's shoot a show. <laughs> I, I I love Max. I, you know what? That that'd be great. You know what? To see Max working in the front office would be yeah. Fantastic. Mad Max the you manager. Yeah. Yeah. I I would love I would love that. He man. He is. He's the best. He's he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite people. So shout out to Mad Max. Shout out to Mad Max. Uh BJ, I, I know we have more series that we could talk about, but I feel like that's a that's a good, you know, kind of wrap up of what we've seen so far in the first round. We'll be back on Thursday. We'll talk about, you know, some of these other series, talk about the Sixers and the Wizards, if anything happens there. Got to talk about the Knicks and the Hawks. Uh did you see the MSG crowd, BJ? I should probably mention that. Were you fired up? I mean, a lot of people were very excited to see the crowd going crazy in MSG again. The crowd was incredible. The crowd was phenomenal amazing you know everything other than the Knicks didn't win the game yeah. it was it was incredible so shout out to Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. the visual you know I felt like I was in the it building felt like it felt like playoff really, basketball it it, it, it it was great and it was great to see so shout out to the New York uh to, to to the Knicks fan base. That, that was great to see. Yeah, I'm excited for the Knicks to bounce back in game two. I think they got it in them. Uh, Derek had a good game, 17-5-5. Five and five, You know, can't complain there. Alec Burks also had a good game. I think Randall will bounce back in game two. And uh, we have to give, you know, credit to Trey Young because, you know, you always hear throughout time that, you know, big players, you know, have big moments, you know, in Madison Square Garden. That's how you know somebody's a primetime player. To hit a game winner in your first playoff game in Madison Square Garden, I have to give him the credit. I know a lot of people will, you know, kind of wash it away and say yada, yada, yada. But I will say that was a big time bucket. And uh, I felt bad for Frank Nilakina, who came into the game there and had to be in on one possession and have that happen to him. But uh, Trey Young hit a big shot in a big moment. Big shot, big moment. If this was the NCAA, it would be the stuff that legends were made of. But now you got to win four out of seven. If it was an NCAA tournament, hey, oh my God, we, 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 we would be replaying that video over and over and over again. 
But you know yeah. what? It's the NBA. It baby. was a lot. It, it hey. was a lot after the fact. Uh, I think the Knicks are going to bounce back. And uh, yeah, like you said, it was not a one and done game. We got more to play. And uh, we got more to play. So you know what? <laughs> game two. <laughs> game two. We'll be tuned in. And uh, we appreciate everyone listening to Pushing Through. BJ, anything else before we get out of here? Hey, man, if you in water, baby. You got to make waves. We'll be back on Thursday. We'll see you then.